Hello friends, this is the weekly transit insight under the influence brought to you by the portal app. When we say under the influence, what we are talking about is the cosmic weather and how we are under the influence of the cosmic weather. So what we're going to be looking at today are the transits for October 10th through October 16th. And we're going to start with a quote. We're going to start with a quote that I love and probably that you love too. You just don't know it yet. This is a quote that really ushers in the themes of this week. This is a quote by Terrence McKenna and it goes a little like this. Take a deep breath and just let the words flow through you. Nature loves courage. You make the commitment and nature will respond to that commitment by removing impossible obstacles. Dream the impossible dream and the world will not grind you under. It will lift you up. This is the trick. This is what all these teachers and philosophers who really counted, who really touched the alchemical gold, this is what they understood. This is the shamanic dance in the waterfall. This is how magic is done by hurling yourself into the abyss and discovering it is a feather bed. So we've got some themes in here. Courage, commitment, the dissolving of obstacles when you trust, magic, the shamanic dance, and the feather bed. These are all themes that live in the channel, the 25 51. This is a channel that we are under the collective influence of. It's a channel that connects the gate of innocence in the G center, the center for identity, love, and direction to the gate 51, the gate of shock or the arousing in the will center. It's called the channel of initiation. And we're going to return to it. We're not going to start with dissecting it because before we get there, I want to give you the context of how to meet this channel based on the placements currently of the sun and the earth, which we know are the most, let's say, prolific emitters and creators of neutrinos, which are theoretically particles of conditioning. They're why the sun and earth hold the most weight when we're looking at the transits or when we're looking at your specific human design body graph. So let's dive in to looking at the transits for the week of October 10th through the lens of human design and through the gates of the I Ching as they correlate to the zodiacal types, the zodiacal, excuse me, archetypes. So let's start at the beginning here. First, we have the sun in the gate 57. This is a Libra ruled gate, and it is the gate of the gentle, also called the gate of intuition. This is a splenic gate. It's about survival. It has a fear of tomorrow embedded in it. And we're going to talk about frequency, right? We're going to talk about frequency because frequency is really the, the baseline. It's the consistent thing that when we're looking at transits or we're looking at a body graph, it always comes back to frequency. 
What do I mean by this? Well, we can either carry, we can choose to carry a kind of low octave expression or low frequency, a frequency that, you know, is kind of stuck in fear and therefore attracts to it fear response and more things that provoke more fear. The hamster wheel of fear frequency is very real. And then we have on the other side, if you could imagine this almost as a binary, we have the love frequency. Sure, it sounds a little hippie woo-woo, but think about how you feel in your body, in your experience when you are sitting in the frequency of fear. Your vision narrows, your mind kind of constricts. It's really hard to accept things. It's hard to be creative. It's hard to be innovative. It's hard to, you know, play and create an outcome that actually serves you. And instead, there's a kind of clamping down. There's a clamping down, right? And then think about how you feel in those moments, whether they're frequent or not, where you are in the frequency of love and you are saying no to the habit of worrying and you are opening your heart and you're breathing into the moment so reverently that all you notice, all you have is the moment. And you're filled with a sense of presence and interconnectedness and acceptance. Think about how those two different states feel in your physical being. And then ask yourself, does how I feel in my physical being impact my experience and the experiences that are served to me? Okay, so that's the baseline of any of these transits or any human design body graph is what is the frequency you're holding? And from that frequency, are you birthing the actions of the low octave expressions of any said gate or archetype? Or are you birthing the high octave expressions? Neither one is better or worse, but certainly they are completely different experiences. So when we look at the transits for October 10th until the 13th, we have the sun continuing to move through this gate of intuition. Now, the inter- interesting excuse me, thing about inter- intuition is that we don't really conceptualize it as body feedback all the time. We often conceptualize it as this kind of intangible, magical ability. Oh, they're so intuitive. They just know information. In my opinion, intuition, as in, what I should say is, In my opinion, as informed by human design, intuition is actually a collection of information that's coming through the body, that someone is present in their physical form. They are embodied enough in the moment to sense, not logically, but through their animal body to sense the information that the body is collecting. And they might not be able to logically tell you about it, but in the now, They're receiving the subtlety of frequencies. I'm going to yell, so just watch it. If my voice sounds like this, as compared to this, there's a different frequency there, literally and figuratively. Your body reads those tones and those acoustics completely different. 
So someone who's grounded into their body, receiving information in the now is going to be attuned to the subtleties of difference in a voice. Attuned to the subtlety of difference in scent, in temperature, in general acoustics of an environment. And in my opinion, when we are attuned to those subtleties, those little shifts and differences in frequency, that is our intuition. That's when we get what we, what we call intuition. We're attuned to subtlety through our body. And if we can be present in the moment, then that subtlety will feed us. It will allow us to move from a space of disembodied hesitance or rushing or, you know, this kind of um, unease into a real easy way of being. Because we're in our body, we're receiving the information and we're not overthinking it. We're just letting it come into our awareness by way of our body, by way of what we might call our intuition. Now, I say all of that to say that the gate 57, this Libra gate, is able to have extraordinary power of clarity in the now. And it does so by way of listening, by attuning to the frequency of acoustics. What this often feels like for people who have this gate, and potentially you right now under the influence of the sun sitting in the gate of intuitive clarity, is kind of like a cool breeze wafting by your face. And all of a sudden that cool breeze brings you right into the now, right into the present, because you just were stimulated. Your sensing body was stimulated. And on the wind rode information. On the wind rode truth. And because you were in your sensing body, you received it. That's the gate 57. Now, this is most often a truth that we can apply to ourselves, what we need in order to survive, what we need in order to be well, what we need in order to be prepared. But the secret to this gate is being in the now, right? Rather than projecting our fear forward and worrying about tomorrow, and are we going to survive and are we going to have what we need, Think about how you feel on a Sunday night. Oh, I've got to go back to work. I'm so worried. What if this happens? What if that happens? Right? That's the mind grabbing the fear of tomorrow. But if you're in your body and you can stay in your body and you can show up present, then it doesn't really matter what happens tomorrow because you'll handle it. You'll meet it with presence. And that is the secret to the high octave expression of this gate. is stay present in your body and you will receive the subtle hits of intuition. And then you will be prepared for anything. Now, when I say you will be prepared for anything, the cosmic joke is that when the sun is in the gate 57, the gate of intuition, the earth is sitting in the gate of shock. And so before you feel your existential dread kick on, know that what we just talked about Pulling air into your nose right now and letting it nourish your body, letting it return you to body sensation as opposed to being in a state of, oh my gosh, 
the earth is in the gate of shock? What's going to happen in an hour? What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen tomorrow? Which is normal. It's natural. We are patterned into, we are literally habituated into the behavior of worrying. We are. It's kept us alive. Fear of failure, fear of death, right? We'll get to that because we'll end the week with the sun and earth in gates that really reinforce what we learned through the binary that is the Libra 57 and the Aries 51. So let's go back to what we were talking about. The earth is sitting in the gate of shock. This is called the arousing in the I Ching, this gate. It's a will-centered gate. It's a shamanic gate. Okay, and it is the polarity to the 57. The gate of intuition is the gate of shock. Now, this should not be surprising to you at all because what we just received through the archetype of the gate 57 is the key to handling shock. It is the key to meeting shock in such a way that we are able to accept it and transcend it in a way that we are able to utilize shock for our individual empowerment. Okay, so what do I mean when I say that? What I mean when I say that is that if we stay in our body, if we stay present, theoretically, we should be able to meet any shock more gracefully than if we get into our mind and into the fear spiral as soon as we start to realize that we have been shocked, that we are shocked. Now, again, this is quite simple to conceptualize when we're not in a state of shock while I'm standing peacefully in my kitchen and the sun is rising and my candles are burning and my kitties are curled up in little balls and nothing's really shocking at this moment. And so, yes, yes, it is exponentially easier to stay in the physical body and stay present with the physical body when shock is not upon us. But that's why this is a shamanic gate, because it's not necessarily easy. Not because it's not natural. It's probably incredibly natural to stay grounded in the body when we're shocked. After all, it's generally the body that begins to respond first, right? However, we are patterned into feeling fear and then the mind grabbing to that fear and trying to figure out what's happening and what to do about it. Now, I'm not saying that that's bad at all. More speaking to context. So think about the context of this binary. Hey, you have an extremely clear feedback in the now, when you are in your body, you have extremely clear feedback when you are in the now, grounded into your body. And so should you become shocked, the best way to respond to said shock, to said arousing, would be when you're grounded in your body, so that you have such clear feedback that you know exactly how to proceed, not by way of your mind, None of these gates are gates in the Ajna or the head. They're gates in the splenic center, the center for existential body and survival awareness, and the will or ego. 
the center for the material plane, for willpower. Okay, so you can see that really clearly by staying present, by being grounded into the body's awareness, the gate 57, we're able to adapt to and respond to disorder and shock. And we're able to do so, we're able to respond by way of adapting. By way of adapting. This is a sort of lucidity that's not mental. It allows us to stay present in the body, to hear the direction, and to keep us primed to respond to anything, shock or otherwise. So if this week you can really stay grounded into your physical body, which you'll do by way of noticing when you go into your mind and you begin to worry, and you'll take a deep breath and you'll put your hand over your heart and you'll feel your heartbeat. And as you feel your heartbeat, you'll go, oh yeah. Cool. I'm alive and I'm in a body. And I'm going to return to that body. I'm going to return to presence. And if you can stay there all week, you might be surprised by the amount of one acoustic intuitive hits you get. You might think of a person and then get an email from them. You might think of a thing and then have it show up in your reality. You might be searching for an answer to a question and have it acoustically arrive in your mind when you stop trying because you're connected to your heartbeat and you're feeling your body. So if all week you can stay grounded into that physical vessel by way of sensation and breath, then if and when shock arrives, you will meet it so innocently that you will transcend it. Now, what do I mean by so innocently? Well, as we spoke about last week, Jupiter, the planet of expansion, of luck, of protection, of law, it is sitting in the Aries-Pisces gate. It's kind of a flip switch kind of over gate. It represents the end of Pisces and the beginning of Aries. Or you could say it the other way around. Um, Jupiter's sitting in this gate, 25. This gate of innocence, this gate of universal love. And that gives us the channel of initiation, the channel that I read the quote regarding at the very beginning of this transit insight. The channel of initiation gets lit up because the earth is sitting in the gate 51, the gate of shock, the arousing. And Jupiter is sitting in the gate 25, the gate of innocence, of universal love. Okay. So the reason I speak to innocence is because innocence, the ability to, you know, not try to force shock. So let's back up for a second, actually. The channel 5125 is an initiation channel. It literally shocks people into jumping off the cliff into the abyss of getting pummeled by the shamanic waterfall, 
right, into, you know, this this channel, you know, but it maybe we could say it kicks you off the edge. It puts something into your presence that is shocking. And it is testing you. It's testing you to see how you respond to the shock. It's gauging whether you can trust and see the spontaneous, uncontrived nature of life that often is shocking and trust that it's for you. Trust that anything that is happening, shock, initiation, arousing, is for your own good. It's for your advantage. Now, again, you can see how these all go together. Think about if you are in your body and you get shocked, it's probably a lot easier to kind of rebound into a state of adaptation by way of body awareness, as opposed to going into a full-on freeze response because your mind is going a million miles per hour about how this is going wrong and how bad you are and oh my God, right? And look, I'm not saying that this is wrong. Most of us, myself included, are habituated to go straight into the mind to start analyzing and the mind grips fear and then we're not able to respond to the shock with grace and acceptance. We're not in innocence because we're stuck in fear. And innocence does not have fear because it doesn't even perceive a threat. Innocence does not even perceive a threat. Consider someone who is guileless, who is naive. They are innocent. They don't perceive a threat. And so that's what this cocktail of archetypal energies, intuition, arousing or shock, and universal love is kind of coaxing us toward is pushing us towards, is catalyzing, is giving us an opportunity for this week, right now. The opportunity to stay in the body, to stay in the moment, to take decision-making away from the mind. And in doing so, to meet every opportunity, whether it's uncomfortable and shocking or provoking and arousing, to meet every opportunity as an opportunity to transcend, as an opportunity to say, you know what, I accept this. As if I had a choice, right? That's the irony of this. We don't really have a choice. We do. We can choose to not accept something as it comes into our field, into our experience, and that creates a sort of stuckness, right? That's, that's what creates a clamping down, a constriction. I don't accept or you can say, you know what, <laughs> in all realities that exist, my acceptance of this is only going, or my rejection, excuse me, of this situation that is shocking is only going to keep me stuck. So I'm going to accept it because if it's in my space, if it's in my field, if it's in my experience, then I <laughs> must be for me. And because I'm grounded into my body, I'm receiving the intuitive hits that are going to guide me, 57, on my way. And I trust that. And I trust that when I'm stimulated, I will and can and do have the power to access the will that I need to move me through a situation. And in this moment of acceptance, we transcend. In the moment where we hurl ourselves into the abyss, in the words of Terence McKenna, we find out it's a feathered bed. In other words, we become empowered 
we feel our own connection to the whole, to the story of life, to nature. This is why nature loves courage, because when we can be courageous, we begin to perceive that we are part of nature. And that's empowering. And that's what this channel is all about. And it's what the 57 is also about, self-empowerment. And what's beautiful about self-empowerment is that it doesn't stop with the self. Think of the archetype of the shaman. The shaman doesn't walk around going, I'm a shaman, I'm a shaman, look at me, woo woo. It awakens, it shocks others into awakening, but not in a contrived way. It does so in a spontaneous way that allows its wisdom to utilize life and the events that we experience in life as entry points for acceptance and then empowerment and then transcendence into the frequency of love. And this is what enriches us spiritually. And then naturally, as we are empowered and enriched and accepting, those around us trend toward doing the same thing. So this is the energy that we will be in. And it's really good practice because later in the year, Jupiter will move into the gate 51. Remember Jupiter's expansion and it will sit in that gate 51 of shock. And so if you are someone who has the gate 25 as a hanging gate coming from your G, you're going to have this channel, the gate, the channel of initiation, excuse me, as my cat sorts through the wood bucket. <laughs> you will have this channel for some time and that's nothing to be scared of. Again, can you ground into the physical body and allow shock to initiate you by way of accepting it? By way of accepting whatever is put in front of you. Now, Venus is going to be moving into the gate 57 from the gate 48. We talked about the gate 48 in some depth last week. The well. The gate of depth. And as Venus moves from the well, the gate of depth, into the gate 57 of intuition on the 11th of October, it is an exalted placement. It's got a cool caring built into it. The splenic center is cool, right? It's, it is caring. It's not hot. It's not emotional. And sometimes this cool caring can feel a bit detached, just like actually the, the channel of initiation and the gate 25, the gate of innocence, can feel a bit detached. It's centering circuitry. It's part of centering circuitry. And that's a, that's a circuitry that's focused on the individual and the empowerment of the individual. And that is correct for it. Absolutely. Now, speaking of detachment, later in the week, we have the sun moving into the gate 32. This is the gate of duration. And it's also called continuity. And then we have the earth moving into the great of increase or growth. And so this first part of the week, the first half of the week up until the 13th of October, we can really practice staying in the body and meeting every opportunity, shocking or otherwise with acceptance as a way to get from it what we need to learn from it 
what we have on our personal curriculum for learning. And then later in the week, the sun moves into the Libra-ruled gate 32. And as it does, it sits in the binary of duration and increase or growth. The gate 32, the gate of duration, is an awareness of what can be transformed or not. It's another splenic gate. You'll notice as we move through Libra season, there are a fair amount of splenic gates. A cool caring. A hunger for equilibrium. A wanting that is a genetic wanting for survival. And as the sun sits here in the gate 32, it brings to the collective the awareness of the fear of failure. This gate holds the energy of continuity. It says, okay, this can be transformed. Great. I'm going to throw all of my energy at it. I'm going to throw all of my awareness at it. That way I can transform it. But it fears failure. It fears that it will fail in the transformation of what it perceives can be changed. And in doing so, it fears death. It, it feels as if failure is death. But let's come back to where we started about frequency. The frequency of fear has in many ways kept us alive and we've created from it a, a society in which we don't really have to focus on the fear of death by way of not finding enough food or not having enough resources. The skate 32 is tribal. So in many ways, we've obliterated the some of the tribal fears resources, sickness, etc. And so what we're being asked to do is to stop playing in the illusion that fear is necessary to survive anymore. This is an illusion related to death. It's an illusion related to money and the symbolism of money. Fear is no longer necessary to survive, at least feeding off of fear and moving from the intention of fear is no longer necessary. And this is where we go back to the baseline of frequency. Because if we are stuck in the old way, which, let's be honest, most of us have learned by way of conditioning and genetics and imprinting that we have to be responding from fear in order to stay alive. If we're stuck there, then we just continue in the hamster wheel of the frequency of fear. Holding that in our body, feeling that, attracting that, responding to what we've attracted with the same frequency of fear, repeat. But if we can expand our vision beyond the past having to be the future, and we can see that there is a new way that we have access to, then in comes the gate 42, the gate of growth. And what this gate does is it asks us to detach. It says, look, I know you've got a body response that's super patterned. And I know it's a body response that's responding to your mind's fear and your mind's gripping of the fear and your mind's analyzing of how to best move forward from the fear. But we are not in an age anymore where we make decisions from our mind. We are now in an age where our bodies are here to guide us forward as our mind is awareness. Our bodies are here to be the decision maker. And so this axis, 
this 32, 42, sun in the 32, earth in the 42, sun in the gate of continuity, earth in the gate of growth, it says, look, continue to grow. Continue to grow beyond the fear of failure. Continue to grow beyond fear, frequency. And even though you're going to have an in-the-body response because it's patterned to be there, and even though your mind's going to try to grip to fear because it's patterned to do so, detach from what you're feeling. You know a better way. You know a better way, so go that better way. Detach from your mind's gripping to fear. And allow your body to guide you into a new way. The gate 32 wouldn't even enter into this if it didn't have an awareness of what could be transformed. Collectively, we will feel the nudge into this transformation. Hey, you know a better way? Great. Go that way. Oh, it's hard because you're having an emotional response. You're having a fear response. Okay, detach from that because you know it's not necessarily true. You just know it's a pattern. You know it's a story. You know it's a pattern and a story that reinforces your ego and your ego identity. Now again, easy while we're standing or sitting in these calm places. But when we're in it, can we take a deep breath and choose detachment? Detachment from the fear frequency so that we can get out of the fear frequency and begin to hold the frequency of love, a frequency that's much more creative, that is able to transcend and able to transform what doesn't work anymore. Okay. Now, as we move through all of these themes, there's going to be some kind of quick blips of channels defined as the moon moves quickly through the entirety of the zodiac. Not within this week, but it moves through enough themes that we'll get the channel of awareness, the design of a thinker, the gate 61, which Pluto is sitting in, right? Still in Capricorn, the gate of inner truth or mystery. And then the gate 24, which is where the moon will be sitting. And the gate 24 combined with the gate 61 is an individual knowing channel that is able to know things in the pause. If I play you this beat, the sound I make, the beat itself, is important. But the pauses between the beat, the moments of silence, are also important. They give the contrast of the beat. This channel receives acoustic, spontaneous downloads in the moments between the beats, in the silence, and the moments between trying to think. That's when it receives its knowing. Then we're going to get the moon transiting through the gate 8 and the south node sitting in the gate 1. This will give us the channel of inspiration. And so for a moment, we will really feel called to be the contribution by way of speaking from our individual perspectives. Wait till you're invited. It's a projected channel. Then we get the moon moving through the gate 20 and the sun in the 57 and Venus in the 57, which will give us the channel of the brainwave, which is a kind of acoustic 
channel. It's an individual channel. It's an integration channel. It's a channel that says what it feels. It's a channel that has an intuitive hit that bubbles up into the throat center and it spontaneously bloop shares. So wait till you're invited. It's a projected channel. And then last, we'll have the moon transiting through the gate 35, the gate of progress or change, and the um, channel of transitoriness will get lit up as Neptune is still sitting in that Piscean gate of crisis, the gate 36, or darkening of the light. So we will have that emotional channel moving up to the throat for a couple hours. So lots of stuff happening this week. The theme here is stay in your body, follow your strategy and authority. Everybody's strategy is going to engage their energetics in such a way where you, you know, it's easier to connect with your body and therefore easier to stay present and therefore easier to repattern the patterns that don't work anymore. The patterns that were reinforced from a time space of being seven centered beings when we made decisions with our mind, which we are not anymore. Through the lens of human design, we are now nine centered beings, centers being energetic centers, information hubs in the body. So I'm going to leave you with one more reading of the quote by Terence McKenna and a fat, juicy cheers to the month of October, where everything feels a little bit more magical, a little bit more mystical. Nature loves courage. You make the commitment and nature will respond to that commitment by removing impossible obstacles. Dream the impossible dream and the world will not grind you under. It will lift you up. This is the trick. This is what all these teachers and philosophers who really counted, who really touched the alchemical gold, this is what they understood. This is the shamanic dance in the waterfall. This is how magic is done. By hurling yourself into the abyss and discovering it's a feathered bed. Cheers until next time.